1: You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. yes. Sir? Yes. No. No? Sir. Sir. Uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not, not No, not, it's no. not fun anymore. No. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the ball. That yeah. gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet?
0: Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All
2: right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho, and today we are tackling week two of rom-com month and arguably actually not arguably definitely the uh, the toughest rom-com that, that we have done on this show. Me and Caroline Darney are talking the wedding planner movie with a lot of problems, which led to a lot of fun conversation uh, really, really fun one to dive in with Caroline. Before we get into it, I do want to shout out our Big Screen Sports Patreon group, especially our big, chill, producer-level patrons. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Ryan Eager, Mike Trees, Chris Mikoski, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zachary, Class Stadium Fire, Jason Alva, Stephen Debo, Dan McFall, Kevin Inkman Mack Lindsey, Kurt Ritchie, Robert Dove, Andrew Teagle, Ruan Balagoon, Benjamin Bauman, Jeff Esses, Anthony Scafone, and Taylor Logan. Big thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting the show. If you want to support the show and have a say in what the show covers and participate in our monthly big screen sports live watches in our discord you can go to patreon.com slash big screen sports and if you want to support this show with absolutely no financial commitment just tell a friend who likes movies uh so with that me and caroline are going to talk the wedding planner after that we have two more weeks of uh rom-com month we have two absolute bangers set up for rom-com month ones that uh will uh take the taste out of your mouth with the wedding planner which is a movie that i am watching i watched for the first time and um I've got thoughts. Let's get to it. Me, Caroline Darney, talking to the wedding planner. All right, joining me tonight for the second edition of this year's rom com month from Bet for the Win, the great Caroline Darney. Caroline, have you broken up any weddings recently?
3: The great. Uh no. Not recently, no. Um, but have you been to one where that's been where there's been any shenanigans?
2: Like a I have not. And Jacqueline and I, when we were watching this movie, I don't think I've been to a wedding where they've said the if anyone has any you know whatever any objections speak like now what? any objections speak now I don't do, speak they now. do that anymore.
3: Um, I want to say that I have, but now I'm not sure if I, if I've just like gaslighted myself into thinking that <laughs> actually happens. I don't know. Yeah, I've never been to any like real shenanigans weddings.
2: Yeah, no. I've I've never seen drama, shenanigans. Yeah. Certainly never seen shenanigans of this magnitude. That's no. for sure. This is a no. it, lot of lot of folks making a lot of weird decisions in this movie. But a lot of shenanigans. Before we get into that, tell the folks what's going on at uh, For the Water Cooler, your podcast.
3: Yeah. So um, last week, I'm trying to make sure we have all the stuff lined up. You are going to be getting this week uh, the one, the only... Or you would have already heard. I don't know. Math is hard. I don't know what week it is. But by the time you listen to this, our episode with Jason Kirk will be up and live. Super fun. He is on the list. If you're mad at me for making you watch this movie, at least I didn't make you watch the 2014 Nicolas Cage Left Behind. So Not bad, huh? It is Sharknado levels of production with Nick Cage leading it. Uh Chad But, but not Mercury. Sharknado
2: levels of enjoyment, Sharknado levels? Cause I they are we ever They're talked fun. about Sharknado?
3: Uh I don't think we have. Uh Sharknado is pretty fun. I will give you that. Um but it so if you can't tell by the title, it's a um Rapture movie. Um and it is so heavy handed. <laughs> Like, it's also paced so weird and it takes place almost exclusively in an airport and on a plane. There's some like weird running around in a mall a little bit later. Um, but one of the funniest things about this movie, and then I'll like move on um, when they, so Kirk told us that on a curved grading scale of Rapture movies, this is actually like the best one. He said it gets an A plus on a very big curve.
2: Nick Cage, Um, man. He always delivers. Nick Cage
3: delivers. (laughs) Um, Because he says it has one of the best, like, actual rapture scenes. Because a lot of times in these things, people will wake up and the rapture has happened. And so it's like, where did everybody go? Or, like, whatever. This is like a girl is hugging her little brother. And then all of a sudden, she's just holding his outfit. But the clothes, like, stay looking like an outfit. So it's like the person is gone. But it's like if you laid out your clothes on your bed... To put on, but like tucked this like shirt into the pants and like the socks into the shoes. Like it's just like that laying there. (laughs) Uh, Jordan Sparks is in it. Oh,
2: wow. Good for her.
3: She she wields a gun at one point.
2: Also good for her. Which
3: I texted. That's when I texted Matt, like, Jordan Sparks has got a gun. Like, (laughs) no, he's like, this is going exactly how I thought. If you have Roku TV, it is free for you.
2: Oh wow, uh, it's not a blessing.
3: encouraging you to watch it. This is just me warning you.
2: <laughs> well, people have been listening to this show for at least like the past three or four weeks. I uh, know that we covered Facing the Giants with Jason, which was another one of those evangelical movies. And <laughs> boy, those are certainly something.
3: <laughs> they are
2: something. It Speaking was. of certainly something, uh, this movie, for the second week of rom-com month, we were doing another first-time watch by me. Uh, We are talking about The Wedding Planner, the 2001 romantic comedy. Mary Fiore, by the way, we are doing heavy Italian in this movie in honor of Jennifer Lopez playing an Italian. So Mary Fiore is San Francisco's most successful supplier of romance and glamour. She knows all the tricks. She knows all the rules, but then she breaks the most important rule of all. She falls in love with the groom. I want to uh, credit the person who wrote that uh who wrote that summary. They're really going for it. Some of these are complete mail-ins, but that's pretty good. Um, I also don't know, is that like a that's not really a rule. That's not something that really anyone thinks about going to a wedding. No, like, that I'm, should
3: not if you were running a like professional wedding planning company, you should not have to explicitly state that there is a rule to not fall in love with one of the people getting married. Like yeah, that should be like one of the most unwritten of all rules
2: doesn't need to be in the rule book. Uh, the star yeah. Jennifer Lopez, Matthew McConaughey and Bridget Wilson Sampras was directed by Adam Shankman got a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Caroline, I will ask you, what is this movie to you? When, when did you first see it? What is your, your level of appreciation of the wedding planner? Cause this, this is of a time, and again, I think if they made a movie like this, if, if we saw that this movie was coming out on Netflix, we'd be so happy that they were making a romantic comedy with two stars. So I'm not going to be like, oh, why did they make this? But what, what is your relationship with this?
3: Um, oh, I don't know when I first saw it. When did this come out? You said this.
2: 2001.
3: Um, I think that, oh, where was I in 2001. I was in high school. Um it's funny because this is one of those things where I'm like, oh, I like this movie and then I watch it, I think this is never as good as I remember. Like it's uh there are a lot of horrible people in this movie and, and we've talked about this before that rom-coms have this trope where it's like there has to be some sort of deception which is obviously upsetting like Indeedly. if you want this to be this like sweet love story like there should not have to be this type of like aggressive um deception every single time and so this one is upsetting <laughs> this
2: is this is one of the more dastardly deceptions in across in the board yes yeah. yes um, on all accounts
3: Yeah, it's... uh, And yet, I still kind of like it. The problem that this one runs into is... So, like, it doesn't have the Benny and the Jets type scene. Like, if you were like... If I was like, Kyle, we'll, we'll do best scenes. But it's a matter of, like, how do you... What is the cutesy scene you think of? Like, there isn't, like, this... Meat, even the meat cute
2: is dumb like it is i will say like the just in a vacuum the scenes at that outdoor park movie movie setting yeah are pretty like beautiful and pretty wonderful if you take the context out of it
3: if you if you don't acknowledge the fact that he's actively at the very least emotionally cheating on his fiancee. A hundred
2: percent. Without,
3: without a single hesitation.
2: A hundred percent. Because he take I mean we'll talk about this. He takes it from here to here to here to here. Like there are a bunch of he has a bunch of chances to get off that train. After this is saving the her.
3: like prime example of like I will tell you it is extremely annoying if you're out somewhere and you're talking to someone and the first thing that they say to you is like, I have a girlfriend. Like, okay, chill, mm-hmm. Don Juan. I wasn't trying to like, <laughs> relax. But this is a situation where at, like some point she even tries to gauge the relationship status via his office picture of his sister. And instead of saying like, oh, that's my sister. I need to get a picture of my fiance in here. Easy. Done. Done. Instead, he just says, oh, that's my sister. He's already he wants to get it like yeah. This, there's no shame.
2: This man is not not good. Uh, he is. We're we're gonna He's get a into
3: pediatrician it. Kyle.
2: He's <laughs> not my not my kid's pediatrician. Uh, <laughs> what uh and it, for for a good reason too, which we're gonna get into in the trivia. But a uh, Hall of Fame All Star starter bench warmer rom com Caroline.
3: I will. I think it's a bench warmer for me. It's one that's like if it's on. I love Judy Greer. She's always great. Um, there, and That's again, like I said, there's no thing where you're like, "Ooh, let me sit down and watch until this part happens. Like mm-hmm. it's just kind of background noise and every once in a while you forget how terrible it is and you're like, oh, the wind planner, That was cute and you put it on and you're like, oh, and that's over now. Okay, cool. Like, yeah. so I don't think it's like the worst thing that's ever been made. Um, but Oh, it's a bench warmer. It can get called in every once in a while. and If it's in the right mood and put up some numbers.
2: Yeah. I think it's a bench warmer. I was kind of wondering, and we can talk this out later. Were there ways to save this? Like you change things about the characters, maybe how they meet something like that. Like, um, you know, it, it that possibly means scapegoating his fiance terribly. Cause that's, that's a lot of, how. Yeah, you have too. to
3: like, if you mm-hmm. want him to be engaged, whatever you have to scapegoat her.
2: Yeah. Or if you you lay groundwork early that it's like these two people are getting married, but neither one of them is like wants to do it like we or
3: or you don't have the meet cute before he finds out it's the wedding planner. And yes. like the fiance is so awful that she put, like hefts all of it onto them and they fall in love over the course of like the planning of the wedding because he realized like whatever, like, yeah, again, it's an almost impossible premise just based on the fact that you essentially have to have some sort of like infidelity from someone
2: like (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's tough it's tough I want to get into the trivia there's some some fun nuggets here there's some casting ones uh Brendan Fraser was set to play the role of Dr. Steve but scheduling conflicts filming the movie bedazzled prevented him okay have you seen bedazzled
3: is that the one with Elizabeth Hurley
2: that is the one with Elizabeth Hurley
3: no I have not seen it
2: Elizabeth it, Hurley is all I will say.
3: Oh, isn't it awful? Yeah,
2: but Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Sarah Michelle Gellar originally set to star, but had to drop out because of scheduling what? conflicts from Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
3: Because she wasn't Italian?
2: <laughs> couldn't couldn't play Italian, that Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> uh, Minnie Driver turned down the lead role, which is, it's interesting that it went to Minnie Driver before it went to J-Lo. If that, if that is how it happened.
3: I also, maybe this, I, I don't want it, this. Uh, she feels older than J-Lo would have been in this. And Sarah Mishak. Like, I feel like that's a, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I perpetually think that Mini Driver is forever like 39.
2: Yes. Yeah. Except for Goodwill Hunting.
3: I'd still believe it if she was. She's just like <laughs> ageless at one like late 30s stage for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That's what we, mm-hmm. oh. Maybe that was the other one I wanted to make you do, Return to Me, where Minnie Driver gets the heart of David Duchovny's dead wife, and then they fall in love.
2: Wow. That sounds... <laughs> that's that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. So good. Was David Duchovny in anything that you know?
3: Yeah, I don't... Um, he was on a few seasons of this like tiny little show called The X-Files. I don't know if you've heard of it.
2: No. Oh. No, Never. <laughs> uh okay so this anyone one
3: else from this i don't think anyone else from this episode or this movie was in x-files
2: though so i'm surprised because there's like a lot of a lot of notable faces in this one i wish judy greer was in an x-files episode there's there's a couple other people that are um pretty notable but this uh this bit of trivia i really appreciated whoever whoever dove in and did this in the movie at the park scene where it, it in all of this, it's Steve slash Eddie, which is another like sketchy thing. Like, oh, my fiance calls me Eddie, but my name is Steve. When Steve slash Eddie is throwing away the colored M&Ms, he says he only eats the brown ones believing they have, quote, the least artificial coloring because chocolate's already brown. The fact is likely the opposite, since the shell over the M M&M and M is sugar and food coloring, not chocolate. It's likely that the lighter colored M and Ms have the least artificial coloring because it takes less food coloring to make lighter colors. While on the other hand, it takes many food color many colors slash food coloring to mix a darker chocolate brown color. Considering he is a children's doctor, it seems like a strange oversight.
3: Also, why? Why would you get something that potentially has like? How many different colors are there?
2: Yeah. You're, you're six. getting like four M&Ms in a bag. Maybe.
3: Yeah. She was, she was throwing those peanut M&Ms. I was like jail, right? to no. jail.
2: Yeah. Ab- absolutely not. Because Straight to peanut jail. M&Ms are worth their weight in gold. Love peanut yes. m
3: Second, second best m M&M. m
2: What, what are we, what are we going with the first, first best peanut butter? Peanut is butter. Yeah. It's, it's peanut butter. Yep. Yeah. That's I'm not going to argue <laughs> with that. It's very good. Very good. Um, what is, uh, so for what we do for rom-com month, this category, what is the met moment in this movie? What is the moment where they, where they decide that they want the other, where they decide that they're they're in love? This is a complicated one because she goes from, I've met the man that I'm going to marry to this motherfucker all the way back to, I've met the man that I'm going to marry.
3: I think it's, for him. I legit think it's like when she says he smells like grilled cheese or whatever. <laughs> uh, he was in from He
2: was go. in like in from him. the jump. From the second that he gets her yeah. out of the way of a dumpster, which we need to talk, would have been the worst way to die. Oh, you just also just got hit by uh, a dumpster.
3: I will I will save it. I will save. It. I have a whole thing about the dumpster.
2: But I I he's in from huh. the jump. I would say with her it's it's complicated this is a it's a weird she's being good about it like she so she's being good about the whole movie like she's really trying to resist. They have the one night where uh she runs into they they run into uh her ex and then she gets drunk and then he goes back to her apartment and gives a speech, and even then she's like nah like i'm not I'm not going for this like she doesn't really give back into him until he shows up there at the end,
3: yeah. Um, there's just so many, I mean, I still think that she's in from the beginning though. Like uh, she, you're right. She does a good job of like not acting on it. Good for you.
2: <laughs> good for you. JLo. At least one, at least one good of for, you is you. at least one of you is good.
3: <laughs> uh, the bar is on the floor, On the floor. um, on the floor. It is in the basement at this point. Um, yeah, it, she was definitely, I mean, then otherwise you would have to say when, he shows up back at the movie show.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That goes into what work though. And that I, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. Not a lot in this movie works for me. JLo is inherently likable in this movie. She'd have an unlikable bone in her body. Other than the fact that she probably should have. And it's an, she's in an awkward spot with the, um, you know, the, the wedding. She really needs it professionally. Um, she obviously doesn't want to ruin this woman's wedding, like ruin her potential marriage because if, I think if she speaks out, that's it. She's just, she's just an awkward spot, but she herself is likable. She's playing Scrabble with the seniors. She's got her little, like the, she's like the Batman of wedding planners with all the gadgets she's wearing and things like that. Like she's, she's good.
3: Her little belt with the like sedatives and the The crazy glue. avian water mist. Yeah. The crazy glue. Uh, She's,
2: you know, I, where where are you at on J Lo? Like J, we've got we've got a long history with J Lo. She's an actress. She's got songs. She's married to some some high profile marriages, um, <laughs> very high profile.
3: Uh, my love don't cost. <laughs> which a which, which that's the, that's the
2: end credit song, but it has like it, it couldn't be less the vibe of the movie. Is like let's kick it yeah, to no, love not don't cost all. a thing. I
3: mean, they open this with the most like hallmarky, like low budget intro graphics, like just you know angels singing and birds or whatever. Just like, oh, we're gonna watch the wedding later. They Um, should have just opened it with Jenny from the Block.
2: They should have done the J Lo book ad. (laughs) Open it with Jenny from the Block, end it with Love Don't Cost a Thing, and in the middle, she's playing an Italian woman named Mary Fiore.
3: Mary Fiore. Uh, I don't know that her rom-com choices are necessarily the best for exhibiting how she can be extremely charming.
2: What is, what is she? That's this and made in Manhattan.
3: Yeah. And she just did the one with
2: Owen Wilson. I did not see that. Did you see that?
3: Remind me the name of that was that she's a singer.
2: Yeah. It's like marry me or something, right? Like he just, I did
3: see that one. That's fine. (sighs) Yeah, it's the same vibe for me. And she was in one, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. If you have her IMDb open in front of you, um, one with Josh Duhamel, where like the wedding gets. Oh, attacked. that yeah,
2: that was recent too.
3: So again, there it it's just like Made Manhattan is the same kind of thing as this to me, um, like. Ugh they don't necessarily sell it as like, I don't know that I believe everything that's happening.
2: Yeah. I'm looking at the, I'm looking know. at the Jennifer Lopez movies ranked by tomato meter. Uh, <laughs> she was an aunt, the animated uh, Woody Woody Allen movie. So that's, that's very canceled. Uh, none of the, uh, none of her rom-coms are, are fresh on rotten tomatoes. She was in a movie yeah. with Richard Gere called "Shall We Dance." That one is don't remember. No clue. Uh, "Shotgun Wedding" yes. was the one with Josh Duhamel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? She's oh, she's she just has like a cameo in Jersey Girl. Oh, your uh, your favorite Anaconda? Oh. Not a rom com.
3: Not but... uh, not a rom com, but maybe her. Obviously, I think that might be hands down my favorite movie with her.
2: You have not seen Out of Sight, I, I assume. No, her included I have not. You, you would enjoy.
3: Um, actually, no. Actually, it's Geely. That's my oh
2: favorite. man. Shout out to Geely. Uh, she was in What to Expect when you're expecting. Uh, oh wait,
3: she was also in. Was she also in the one where it's like, um, uh, like second chance something or other? Uh oh. She decides to get IVF and gets pregnant.
2: Oh, uh, I, 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 pa- I think I think passed IVF that one. Like, yes, sec, she got, second like act.
3: Yes. Is that it? No. Is that the one? I Who think, else is in that?
2: Uh, Vanessa Hudgens. Leah no. Remy.
3: I don't think that's it. I think that's the one where she fakes the... Um, God, she's been in so many movies and I've seen so many of these. She has. They fake the resume to get her like a CEO job. <laughs> That second act.
2: I might try or to they do that, that for he myself. Uh, <laughs> she's in Monster in Law with Jane Fonda.
3: No, I will find it. Uh, Hold on.
2: The breakup plan with someone named yes. Alex O'Loughlin. The backup,
3: the backup plan, that's the it. The backup
2: plan, yes.
3: Um. So she gets IVF, and the day that she does it, she meets the Alex O'Laughlin guy is the guy from um, Hawaii Five-O. Like the show, like the um, CBS show, and she meets him, and they like start falling for each other. But now she has to tell him that in the like the pregnancy takes. Now she has to tell him that she's like pregnant.
2: (laughs) That's wild. Uh, It's wild. Geely is sitting at six percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
3: That is higher than Left Behind, which got a zero.
2: Wow, how about that? Look at Geely. What a comeback! Go Geely, go. Um, what else works about this movie, Caroline?
3: Judy Greer. Have we said, does that count? Judy Greer
2: back to back big weeks for Judy Greer.
3: Yes. Huge. She is just the perfect rom-com best friend. She's got the sarcasm. This one she, so in 27 dresses, she plays the sarcastic oil to the very uptight, like, whereas she gets to flex a little bit differently in this movie and she's still extremely helpful. And, Offers sound advice, in my opinion, uh, but is much more, like, nervous and, like, bird-like, which I love for her. She does that great where she gets to, you know, take over. And, man, also very inappropriate of J-Lo to hand off the giant wedding.
2: Yeah. Imagine you're that couple. So our wedding planner was wonderful. She was great, and especially on the day of—that is her Super Bowl. That's where she's got to be firing on all cylinders, like making sure things are set up, making sure that the couple is calm, and things like that. If you put in the backup quarterback, if you put in Blaine Gabbert on wedding day, that's tough. That's not what you want.
3: Yeah, it's not even putting in the like Blaine Gabbert in the like mid third quarter. You put you decided to bench the starter and put. Blaine Gabberton like to start in like an important game. Like it isn't like he's getting garbage time. And so say she makes it through the ceremony into the reception and then is like, I can't take seeing them so happy, whatever. Then she ditches. It's slightly better, but now she just completely screwed Judy Greer. Like, how is she supposed to fix that? Like, and not only that um, Steve Eddie doesn't even talk to her to be like, Oh, Hey, by the way, it's not happening. She just happens to see them getting in separate cap like that's just a tough situation for our girl real bad um, yeah she's, she's
2: fantastic. Th- yeah oh she's she's so good in this i like all the i like the wedding scenes especially the first one but i like seeing like the they do a good job of showing that like she is great at her job they never yes. really follow through with the she wants to be made a partner kind of thing yeah it, it's like that's a plot point that that seemingly kind of goes hey, away.
3: yeah they give her like a bunch of like seeming like gung-ho like very excited about and good at her job and advocating for herself and the idea i do like the idea of like this if you can't what'd she say if you can't do teach or whatever Mm -hmm. um but it doesn't really go anywhere with the whole partnership thing you're right like it doesn't you know Mm -hmm. um
2: it's it's like one that of that those that. ones where they, they set up her character well. I think like you said, like the yeah. you know, she's jaded on love. We find out later why that she caught her fiance making out with his future wife and you know her, yeah. Yeah, but his, whatever. Yeah, it's um there there was probably more here to make this better, but yeah. yeah I
3: I do think um it is just how it goes. Matthew McConaughey is charming. It works.
2: It does. He, he, when he's turning it on, like the speech at the door is really good and things like he just, I mean, and then he, after this movie, we'll talk, he went and made some investments in himself. He decided that like, I'm going to be a rom-com guy. I need to, I need to, I need to, you know, I need to up my skills. I need to, I need to maybe, you know, up, up my ratings on Madden in certain aspects a little bit. To uh, yeah. to continue getting these roles and be seen as as kind of a heartthrob, uh, but he is he is charming. He has always had the charm. He has always had you know. He throws on his little you know mini. In this movie, the drawl is not really not really working as much. But um, yeah, he uh, dis- despite being kind of scummy, he's you know he it's, he's, he's charming.
3: His physical acting ability in rom-coms that really takes it to the next level in the sense that he's really good at the lean, he's really good at like the touch like not in like a creepy way but like it's just all very well done. He does a good job physically. Mm -hmm. Like not just being like oh he's good looking but like he makes you think like he is a person that like will show you his interest without words. Without being like you need to call the cops. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Hey, loose guy, bothering you? <laughs> Did, He's loose. Doing the-
2: hey, loose. Hey, loose. Uh, something else that works is uh, all the nice, like old people at the the old old Love folks me. home. That's a good it, again, and that's a good quality. Like JLo's Lo's character, Mary, is very sweet. She does all the right things for Mary the most Fiore. part. Yeah, Mary Fiore and her dad, Mo Green from from The Godfather. <laughs> I'm Mo Green. Uh, it's like, all of that is, is charming. Like you want to root for her. You kind of yeah. want better for her actually. Yeah. At the end yes. Of this.
3: Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll tell you what I think Alex Karev, Justin Chambers, nice little performance eats up every second he is on screen. Um, it doesn't always make sense, but
2: that, okay, let's, let's get into what didn't work. We're going to do what didn't work. And you know what? Actually, we're going to take an ad break. And then we're going to get into what didn't work. Because what didn't work might be a long, long segment.
3: Might be a bit of a,
2: yeah. Might be a bit of a stretch.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
2: Okay, we're back. Now let's uh, let's talk about what what might not have worked in this one. Uh pretty big thing. Pretty pretty big thing. Uh
3: it, you can't root for anybody. Can't
2: root for anybody. <laughs> except for no. well. So so Massimo uh the uh who who you and Jacqueline have both informed me is uh the guy from Gray's Anatomy um yep. is kind of so he's kind of weird like he's trying to he's trying to run the entire race from the get-go he's just straight up trying to marry Mary. um you really? know think about maybe going on a date first maybe you know out to dinner out to lunch even uh the
3: aversion like okay fine i get the aversion to just like oh hey my my dad brought in some str- some man from my childhood to marry me okay i get that weirdness they made him way unnecessarily weird like i feel as if a better vibe or better storyline for this is that he's extremely charming and not awkward and not challenging people to be manly and making them run on treadmills and stuff. Like I like the, he's Massimo's fun. He's one of the most fun things that's Mm -hmm. in the movie. In my opinion, Kind of some comedic, but like they could have made him like
2: he's like, he's like, what if, what if, uh, what if Joe, Joe junior from, um, from while you are sleeping was like kind of a hot guy.
3: Yeah. And I guess the point is like, they could have made him charming and had the same effect with it being like, I get what they're trying to do is like, she's like, Oh, I'll learn to love him and his quirks mm-hmm. and like whatever else. But they could have done that. Like I'll learn to love him works. Even if like the guy's just really handsome and, and charismatic, but he's not the guy that you want yeah. to marry. Like that's still the same.
2: If he's Marsden in the notebook where it's just like, there's no problem yes. with him.
3: No problem mm-hmm. with him. It's just not, it's just not mm-hmm. Noah. Like you're like, Oh God, it's Ryan Gosling. Of course I want to marry Ryan Gosling. Um, And so that's like, super weird to me that they decide to go that route i guess um because it's also really weird that she's like so stuck on the fact that he was weird when he was eight that's tough uh we all were what do you mean like of course he walked around saying like what was it she was like oh he followed me around the village saying i had a like had a vagina like he was an eight-year-old yeah, boy. He was
2: Italian, man. So, Italian kids will just call it like it is.
3: And he's at least using proper terminology for body parts more, you know, like this should be taught. Like that's the right terminology to use rather than making up things to make it sound nicer. Um, so why is she holding that against him as like a 38-year-old? Whatever. I don't know. How old also, they are. 30?
2: You just feel bad for him because he gets such a he gets such a bad break. He comes up with the sweetest proposal, and then not Thank only you. does he get Basically, kind of left at the altar, but then has to drive the guy who is going to marry the woman of his dreams to see her, which is very admirable. But yeah,
3: but also, our poor guy can't catch a break.
2: I was kind of hoping I was like him and Judy Greer are gonna link up, maybe. Like maybe there's maybe there's something yeah. there, but we don't we don't see what happens after the fact. I
3: don't get that. He says he says Ooh, hello to like a woman at the movie thing. Um, yeah, it's just. It's extremely upsetting that the entire premise of this is based on flat out cheating. Yes. That's tough. <laughs> so I'll, I'll here, I'll do my dumpster yeah. spiel now because the dumbest meat cute he, because here's what she clearly has gotten her foot out mm-hmm. of the shoe. So she's run away from it. She's gone back to save the shoe. Why? what she, is the she's saying like dumpster go a, over.
2: this Gucci shoe that she loves but like get it's listen she's not built different she's not gonna be able to she's not gonna be able to to oh. shake that off with the dumpster you kind of just wear it at that point you just say shoes go But
3: also you can still get the shoe the dumpster's just gonna go buy it it's just gonna go over the grate. like I, wait for the dumpster to go by, hit the car and then get your shoe out of the grate. Like, what are we doing?
2: I mean, it's probably going to destroy the shoe, but at at some point you have to make a decision. If you want to get destroyed by a shoe or, or destroyed by a dumpster or save your shoe, getting destroyed by a dumpster would be a bottom five death. Dude, it would be awful. It would be awful. I think that the thing would have
3: just gone over and not even touched. Like it would have cleared everything, hit that car. And then she just gets her shoe out.
2: Did you notice the bit with the cab driver that the cab driver on the way on on the back on the way was the the cab driver who uh, with the ice cream?
3: Yeah, the back brace on. Yeah. Also, we really need to talk about that man's like hygiene, not hygiene. That's not the right word, I guess. He scraped the ice cream back off the cab seat to eat it again, sir. Gross. Sir.
2: (laughs) Okay. What else doesn't work?
3: Well, again, I think... It's the lack of a true like rom y feeling scene. Mm-hmm. Like the, the movie thing, yes. Again, well, as someone who watched well, you watched it the first time. Were you surprised that it was the fiance? That he no, was like, I
2: knew I knew a hundred percent. I knew a hundred percent as soon as I saw him that it was that it was the fiance. Like couldn't have Like the whole time they were doing the movie thing. I was like, Oh, that's, that's the catch. He's, he's the fiance. I think this movie is better. Actually, they don't end up together. If he doesn't end up married and they're like, and maybe she ends up with Massimo, or she like, she's like, I'm going to start my own wedding planning business. And like, Hey, we had a good time, but like, I don't says, says what he, what someone needs to tell him is like, you're probably not actually ready to, to be married. Um, I, I think that like, cause the, um, I think the movie might be actually at its best not to get on, not to say what the best scene is, but when they're a little, like when they've got like some animosity and some, like some, some, some snark, the dancing scene, yeah. particularly like, I think that's yeah. kind of where, where they're at their best. And it's it, kind of an interesting thing if these people shared this, what she didn't realize was like a, for a forbidden night and something that shouldn't have happened. And, um, you know, th- this could be interesting if it was kind of like the anti-rom-com where she's like, I've got to find a way to um to break this to 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 let Bridget Wilson see that this is not the man she wants to marry or something like that like that that'd be that'd be where it's interesting but that's that's the thing of like you you just can't what what doesn't work is you just can't really root for him because like she seems fine they might not be They might both eventually decide that they're not right for each other. And she's second guessing this and things like that, but she seems fine. They seem like they vibe well enough. And so you're like, it feels icky to root for this couple to, to get together at the end. And you want better for Mary for Mary Fiore.
3: Yeah. I think there's also like the idea of why part of you is like, why is she encouraging her to, um, um, Veronica Vaughn to marry McConaughey. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a weird, but also, weird move. Like, why is she lying for this man?
3: You can't, um, like, I get the feeling of like you can't sabotage it, whatever, because you're the person. Like, mm-hmm. if she had seen him doing something, then I think she has, like, then she tells him, yeah. like, whatever. But like, it, there's got to be a middle ground for like convincing her to stay with him and telling her that that they've been having an emotional
2: relationship. Yeah. Yeah.
3: There's got like, there's some sort of thing where like, I think these are valid feelings. And I think that like, (laughs) that's something that you need to explore with Eddie and sit down and talk to him. Like, why not say something like that? Um, and I think, so like you have the, what I have a hard time is like, are we supposed to be finding their like trip in the, on the horseback? Like, like, or to look at the statues, like, are we supposed to find that cute? Like are we rooting for that?
2: I think the movie wants you to find that cute and wants you to root for that, but you're just not. You're like, man, yeah, this is you're, you're, like, you're this thinking this is wrong. Yeah, this this is wrong. Yeah. And that's it's basically the movie's kind of doomed from the start, because as soon as he's the fiance you even if you didn't realize at the time, you're like, oh, this whole that whole special night they shared was terrible. It's
3: a thumb bag. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely terrible. So, I think that the movie the movie's salvageable if it has like a different tone, but it's it's just yeah. not. It's not a cute. It's not a meat cute. It's not a, not a cute cute rom com. No. Um. And
3: the um the idea that he can be equally quote equally mad at her. Because Massimo just shows up and says that he's her fiance. That is a very easy fix. Yes. Extremely. This is like, we're not engaged. This is the man. My dad is trying to like set me up with. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. We're not engaged. I'm single. Like
2: I'm I'm single. (laughs) I was allowed to go to movies in the park to, uh, with, with with someone I, I met at the children's hospital.
3: Right. And it's not even like it's Mary's fault that they were even there in the first place because Judy Greer was trying to encourage it because mm-hmm. she also thought that he was single because he did not do a single thing to let them know that he was not single.
2: Why did he take her? I mean, I know why he took her. We know why he took her to his children's hospital because he was like, oh, this I just saved this woman who, lo- who might be like who hey. might be Latina or Italian, depending on you know, depending on what her name is. But instead of, she needs some medical attention. Instead of getting her into an emergency clinic or, you know, like a grown people hospital, let me just take her to my pediatric hospital uh, and where, yeah. where I don't, where I might not even have a neck brace that is large enough for her.
3: What uh, what kind of cost do you think he racked up on her behalf?
2: Oh, that's a good one. Because yeah, that, not free. Medical so coverage isn't free here.
3: Yes, like- Man, she's like, you should have let the dumpster hit me, my dude. Now I'm in in deep debt for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> At least with the dumpster, I could have sued somebody.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, that would have been. I actually, it's funny. I guess it's like living in America. Kind of had that thought. Like, where where does the lawsuit happen? When if she like a wrongful death lawsuit or a serious injury lawsuit with that dumpster? Like, who's she suing? Like, are they trying to get? Are they getting footage and finding out that this cab company hit the dumpster? i don't know it's an interesting interesting concept um something i noticed right off the bat uh so mcconaughey is obviously like aged well because nothing ages you better than than being wealthy and in this movie his hairline is fighting for its fucking life and it's pre-veneers. It is
3: holding on yes
2: yes and i so, having not seen this, my Matthew McConaughey thing is like a Time to Kill, which is like ninety four, ninety five, or something uh-huh. like that, and his hair is still luscious and he's young. He's just covered in sweat the whole movie, and then I don't think <laughs> I've sweaty. seen him in anything else until How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, and by then he's gotten whatever he plugs, whatever he got, plus the veneers, and then that catapults him in because McConaughey's. Carrie McConaughey's characters have always had great hair. It might not be like styled yeah. the coolest, but it's been very flowy and, and voluminous yeah. and things like that. And this guy is like, it kind of, it's like, th- this is like how, you know, like obviously attractive people get ahead in life. That's just a given. Yeah. But if he is perfectly manicured, great hair, he's got the veneers, he's all sorts, but like him kind of being like, He's a handsome doctor, but like the hair is going a little bit, you know, his teeth aren't perfect. Like I kind of it sounds bad. It kind of works against him. If he was like a perfect dreamboat, you're probably just a little more like, OK, I get it. I get it. You know, yeah. he's just so good looking. Can't help it. He's so good looking. But it's like he's going to be bald in like eight years.
3: It was either. Cause I think if whatever he got, like if he got plugs, they did a phenomenal job. Excellent.
2: Cause he Cause has a wrong like, hairline.
3: Yeah. There's times where this just looks either like very, a combo of like poorly cut and colored and like coiffed. So part of me wonders if it was just like a real bad styling job that made it look so weak. It, it doesn't
2: fit him well. This is the shortest. I think I've seen his hair. Um, other than uh, oh you know what else he's fucking sick in around this time is a uh, rain of fire. Have you ever seen Rain of Fire? No, I haven't seen that. Caroline, you would love Rain of Fire. Rain of Fire is incredible. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about?
3: Yeah, it's like the Dragon the one. The Dragon
2: movie where he is a sadistic dragon hunter. Rain of <laughs> I I might I might watch Rain of Fire tonight. Rain of Fire is sick. But uh, but he's like bald with a beard and rain of fire. But other than that, his character always the hair is always a focal point. It's always pretty long, even when he's Rust Cole in True Detective, like the 95 version. It's like it's short, but it's like it's it, there's a lot of volume there. Like this guy has like you could tell if he grew it out, he would have that kind of the curls and some of the like the body that his hair has. But they keep it so short and like stringy. It's not it's probably the worst look he's had.
3: Yeah, it's not good. It's just not a good.
2: Fits look. fits the character though cuz the character is a prick.
3: Yeah. Well, he's charming. He's just a sleaze. Yeah. Like I don't know if I think he's a, he's a prick. I think he's just a sleaze.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like you, it, and they try and make it so that it, it's essentially they're giving Veronica Vaughn the um like Hallmark starting the movie with a significant other treatment. Where like you're supposed to think that she's so pushy and needy and controlling, like via the wedding choices, where mm-hmm. she's like, I chose like he didn't want to have it in the park. She like whined until she got in the park. She chose the wedding songs, like whatever else. Um, but I don't think they get anywhere remotely close to selling that. Like, she's a little annoying at yeah. times, I guess. She's like
2: slightly type A, but it's not
3: She's fine. Like we want
2: the best. She's better than him.
3: Yeah. Like they, they could have done a better job of illustrating if they wanted to stick with the, our lead man is a fiance. (laughs) They could have like figured it out a little bit better.
2: I was going to say that we need to give Bridget Wilson more than this sleazy doctor or, you know, billionaire fail son, Billy Madison. But she, she did land Pete Sampras in real life. So Pete, Pete Sampras is fucking rules. Um, anything else that doesn't, that doesn't work. I think it, it's all around the, the plot and like that, those, those characters, yeah. like it's, it's, it's tougher. Tough a tough a, yeah. It's tough for a rom-com to, to recoup. So let's, let's get into the best scene, which again, in a rom-com like last week with 27 dresses, it's the Benny and the jet scene. And we're, yeah. you know, we're happy. We're loving this couple. And this one, I actually think it's the dance scene where they're both at their most, like the most animosity, where she finds out that he's the fiance, and then Fred Willard is absolutely going for it as the dance instructor. Yeah. Yes. And they're kind of, she's throwing barbs at him, he's straight up gaslighting her, like it's.
1: Yep. Mary, you like to dance? Have no to dance, dance, yeah. Old lady, huh?
0: Listen. This is
1: me. You told me your name was
0: Steve. It is Steve. My last name is Edison. Fran calls me Eddie. It's a nickname.
1: I have a better nickname for you. How about common, cheating, wait, sleazy something?
2: If you're
3: thinking what
1: I'm thinking involves a machete and a pair of pliers. <sighs> okay. okay.
3: Yeah, it's a charged it's probably it's it's charged. It's a great scene in that like you're right. They have like great back and forth. Um it's just uh I'm trying to think what else.
2: The speech really, he gives her really, at the door of her apartment when he like comes pretty... back, if you're more on board with him, it's a beaut- it's it's all time because yeah. he's putting on the charm it's I know the curves of your face and every fleck of gold in your eyes, and I know that night in the park was the best I ever had, which is a beautiful thing to say if you're not getting married in like two weeks,
3: yeah, it also is like he's saying all this without any he hasn't created any risk for himself like in the sense that like if he had already dumped her like sorry dumped his Mm -hmm. if he had called off the engagement with veronica vaughn and then shows up and does that speech it is a very different thing Mm -hmm. he instead they make him captain sleaze again he is giving the speech to her after yet another why were there so many candles lit y'all too many if she hammered You drop her off and you leave. Yes. Like you make sure she's okay and you, you head out. Like if we're expected to believe she's that drunk, y'all should not be lighting candles and a fire in this woman's house. Like that is some romantic ass shit. Get out of her house. Especially if you think that you're in love with her, get out of her house. If that is how you feel, go break up with your fiance and come back. Like no time for that. So I think it's just very like, why should I care what he's saying when, he has nothing to lose because in his mind in that way, the way that they do it, if Mary says yes, then he goes and dumps his fiance. Yeah. Like if she says no, like she does, he just stays with her and goes to get married. Yeah, he's, He just told mother woman that he had the best night ever with her.
2: He's, he's like, out here hedging no. his bets yeah. out here. Hedging yes. his bets. he's sucks.
3: Which is fair because that's how they met. Apparently she was his bookie. Um, <laughs> but I will say <laughs> like the other thing that, I didn't talk about what didn't work. <laughs> I hate the scene. This is not my favorite scene. I hate the scene where she runs into her ex. And I think that they just completely, I am never one for the over the top reaction to something. So like, why the hell are you crawling around? Why? Yeah. Like what's like, that's not cute or fun. That, that the scene right, right before that, where he's saying like, Oh, let me get the, I'm just going to slit my throat, tulips and whatever else. I laughed. I like it. It's funny. It shows he has no idea what he's doing. And she's the expert yet again, like whatever. But how do you go from so against having him see you that you are crawling around in your like weird pantsuits that they always put her in Mm. to airing out everything in front of everyone? Like I feel like those are just such different emotional like personality vibes like if you're going to crawl around you're probably just going to like say hi and then disappear like I don't know maybe I'm maybe if you when you see him you're like oh, okay now I'm ready to let you have all of it she should have just walked up to him or had him be right there like mm-hmm. I don't know I hate the crawling thing. it just drives. I don't know what it is but it drives me nuts so that is not my favorite scene yeah Um.
2: it's not it's not good
3: the movie scene at the end is cute when they finally you know he stopped cheating
2: Hmm. Yeah. If you're bought into them at that point, that's a very it's a good getting together moment. Back to the this, frankly, back to the scene of the first crime. Back to the scene of the crime, and then they, you know, that's like it's a good bookend. But you know, it's you know, it's just it's it's Slim Pickens in this one. If if you're talking like yeah, moments that you love, but if we get into best quote, there's a legitimate moment that I absolutely love from Judy Greer says you cannot throw plates at the Ritz fucking Carlton. She uses the movie's one f bomb is so good.
3: <laughs> it's so good. Uh I do love that her the woman the fiance's dad calls her wedding lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a quote, but every time he's like, "Okay, wedding lady, wedding show lady. us what you've got." Um
2: you mentioned earlier, yeah. Mas, she says when we were kids, he followed me around all summer and asked asking me if I had a vagina and Judy Greer responds with that's so cute, which is good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Otherwise, I honestly, this again, there's no. The,
2: the line oh, man, I said earlier, to, like, watch this and analyze. Yeah, the, the line I said earlier of him at the door would be good if, you know, he wasn't scummy McScummerson.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's just one, like, having this is the first time I've watched this and like put on this hat to like look into things. And there's no like um real cutesy funny moment that you're like, oh, okay, other than like what we've just talked about. But um like it's not there's no like 50. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it gets to me every time still. So. <laughs>
2: 50 um i'm going with the plates at the ritz carlton one because that's that's a delight um one one category where there are a lot of choices the lenny harris pinch hitter award for best supporting character uh we've got judy greer going for a back-to-back uh alex rocco who plays her dad aka mo green from the godfather um who is certainly he is the him and him and uh and justin chambers playing Massimo are the closest to like doing the house of gucci accents uh and then fred, <laughs> yeah. fred willard as basil saint mosley the the dance instructor with the wild facial hair
3: um i'm going for a sweep for my girl judy greer
2: i love her yeah judy greer Jeez. She she might be the mvp of this month
3: yeah <laughs> yes yeah
2: she's she's so good um defend the villain the the character that we have just been talking a gang of shit about the whole time
3: so what they want you to do like the defense that he that we're is that this is a relationship that that they've grown apart over the years Mm -hmm. there's still mutual love and respect at some level uh not enough respect to not you know go take italian ladies to movie (laughs) nights um but the idea is no one's in the wrong they both have just fallen out of love and were so comfortable in like what they had, that this was like just something that they kept doing because they felt that was the next, What well, didn't he say he proposed because of an ultimatum or did I make that up? Did he say like, it was, you know, one of those things where uh, maybe I made that up. Maybe I'm misremembering.
2: I mean, that, but it that, feels that, like that sounds well, right.
3: Like everything's on a schedule. Like they did this at this point point, dated for this long and mm. like, you know, felt like it was the next logical step type thing. And people I think fall into that would rather avoid the awkward situation than just doing the right thing and like not being together anymore. Um And that's supposed to be the, you know, he found someone in Mary that was like the real spark, like that had been missing from their relationship for the last whatever years. Um, it's a weak defense. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: If, if they don't have the meeting, if, if if they don't do the, the dumpster saving and the children's hospital and the night at the movies. And the first time they meet is at the dance class or something. And she has to go and they dance together and we get pretty much everything else. Is the movie significantly better?
3: Yes. I still think that I still think that you take the cheating element out of it in the sense that he was actively trying to deceive. Yes. And if you make it, they meet and she has to work with him to like set up this wedding as he's fielding bullshit, bitchy things from the fiance the whole time. Mm -hmm. And they fall in love over the process. And like that breaks the cardinal rule of don't fall in love with the groom, whatever. Totally different. And I think better movie.
2: Yeah. Or even if she's not like, even if the fiance is not like bitchy, but we just tell, we can just tell that they are, they are growing apart. Like that they are not. They're neither of them are that into this to the point where they get to um, where we can actually like root for when they have that conversation when when McConaughey and Bridget Wilson have that conversation at the end and they kind of they seem like they're both pretty happy that they're not getting married like she's going off on yeah. the honeymoon or whatever that like we feel good about that I think I think this movie's a lot better. If they go that route.
3: And we also, the nice thing is we don't feel sorry for them for canceling this expensive wedding because they've already told us they have more money than God.
2: Yes. So, don't care. Yeah. Don't, don't care at all because God, they probably <laughs> threw down six figures on this and yeah. see ya. That's, that's tough. Uh, the Peter Gallagher award for the hottest person in this movie.
3: I think it's Veronica Vaughn
2: to quote Chris Farley and uh, Billy Madison, that Veronica Vaughn is one piece of ACE. I know from experience. Yes.
3: <laughs> God, <laughs> like, just a funny movie. so good, Not so
2: her. good. No, no, they didn't.
3: If, uh, if being my pants is cool. I'm Miles Davis. Consider
2: me Miles Davis. Um, <sighs> I mean, it's Bridget Wilson or J Lo who is an ultimate like the hottest person in this movie. She's, I mean, she's J- like hottest person in this universe. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, she's, she's beautiful. Yeah.
3: Her, her skin is flawless. Uh, yeah, I think it's Bridget Wilson and then J Lo, and it's close. Like it's like one A one B. Could could I would accept either order. I don't think that they style J Lo particularly well. No, um, they're so committed to that like really slick low pony and the like s- just a smidge too tight pantsuit combos or like skirt and and jacket combos. Um. That I think if they had like, even I don't even think they put her in like jeans and a t-shirt at any point. No, like they
2: they kept it very conservative. For gender. yeah,
3: like if they just put her in like a a black t-shirt and a pair of like blue jeans with white sneakers, it would have been the cutest look in the world. Um, then McConaughey in third.
2: Well, I was gonna say, are you taking McConaughey? Or are you taking Justin Chambers?
3: I'm taking McConaughey still.
2: Fair, fair.
3: But because so the thing with. The thing with Karev in all these episodes of uh, um, Grey's Anatomy that I've watched is he and he was a dick on that show, but it was like the like hot guy asshole vibe. And he's it's something about like Massimo's adorable, but it didn't carry the same.
2: He's got that other character stain on him.
3: Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. He's. I just now, like when we fell in love with him, it was because he was the asshole. And now when he plays like
2: a nice guy, you're like, what is this? This is not get, get away. This is not here. get away. Nice. Get guy. away. Get
3: out. Get out.
2: Uh, drinking game. I think the most obvious one is just every drink time every you're... time you feel feel a little icky.
3: Yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> say every time you feel a little uncomfy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just
2: just drink the entire time during that from the, the moment they meet to the moment that it starts raining at the movies.
3: Yeah. And just the whole time you make that face, you're like, Oh, <laughs> Dr-
2: drink every time someone who is not Italian either speaks like an Italian or is referenced to being <laughs> Italian.
3: <laughs> it's just such a choice. Like, and everything it's was such like, a
2: choice because she could have easily, I believe is JLo J- is Puerto Rican. I think right let's yeah let's not let's not get this wrong i guess but yes you were right puerto rican yeah so she's beautiful yeah she could have easily just been puerto rican and had a puerto rican dad or mom who wanted her to get married
3: yeah i don't know why they went so like your your grandmother back at back home had all these you know and i got i got an honest question were there that many arranged marriages in
2: italy and like the sixties? Yeah that that also seemed seemed very strange. I mean, I could uh, what like what just... part of Italy? What what was your family up to?
3: <laughs> I don't know what happened there. That was very just was just a little confusing. That's all. I'd have to do some research into the history of arranged marriages and various cultures across time. Which maybe I will because it's actually
2: kind of interesting to me. <laughs> it, is. Uh, it is. That would be a good Wikipedia <laughs> deep dive.
3: Look, I will tell you if I'm being completely honest with you, I would trust my mom to arrange marriage for me. Wow. Maybe not right now. Like maybe not at my, like, you know, but if that was the societal thing, I think she would crush it. I think she would do a good job.
2: That is high praise. I mean, yeah. okay.
3: I think she, I think she would do well.
2: Okay. Well, wow. uh, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna clip that. That'll be the the, the promotional <laughs> clip. <laughs> You know, my mom would do I, well arranging my marriage.
3: If you would like to offer your hand, I will, we will coordinate some sort of Zoom interviews. <laughs> don't worry. For the movie, you don't have to be single.
2: We'll coordinate a junket, a Zoom junket with your mom. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Uh, best time, worst time. Is anyone Everybody. having a good time? um fred willard basil saint Fred
3: willard is having a great time having
2: an incredible time doing his dance class
3: The drunk mom is having a wonderful time because she will not realize until the next day that the wedding didn't happen yes so
2: i mean she's so drunk that you could probably just tell her it did it's like went out without a hitch they're at they're on their honeymoon let's make telling her a, a two weeks from now problem
1: yeah
3: um but that's about it. I think everyone else has a pretty terrible time.
2: Everyone has a terrible time. The thing so this movie could have also benefited from an epilogue or like some end credit scene because the last we see Judy Greer, she is just distressed that the wedding has that she was in charge of has fallen apart. Uh
3: like they should show yeah, they do some do some sort of cutesy montage not to my love don't cost a thing. Yeah. Which is a bob but just so not in the vibe yeah it couldn't be less the
2: vibe show show mcconaughey and jennifer lopez getting married show massimo and judy greer dancing together at that wedding show bridget wilson on her honeymoon with like he was too young at the time but like a jason momoa type like she's getting like surfing lessons from a guy who looks like jason momoa or something like that like
3: yeah, and then you show um, Mary walking into her office. That reads "partner." Yes. Pay us to make your movies. We will make you rom coms, people.
2: Pay us. Call us. Pay. It. You said call. I said pay. <laughs> 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 That's our Priorities.
3: Both are. things should happen. I agree. I just, I just need to write a rom com. Just need to do it.
2: Got to go for it. Uh, the Keith Morrison Dateline episode from this movie.
3: Mm. Mary Fiore was a star in the field of wedding planning, but things seemed to get a little dicey as she took on what she thought would be a career-changing wedding. Instead, she found herself in the middle of a web of lies, and you wouldn't believe who was at the center of them all. Could it be the groom was who he said he was? And who was this mysterious, handsome doctor she ran into? Don't get confused, though, when a young man from Italy arrives on the scene. Things get out of control quickly, and it could be dangerous for Mary tonight on Dateline.
2: I've, I've remained just so impressed that you always <laughs> find the way to navigate through these.
3: I feel a little bad. I may mean, sound like she got murdered, but.
2: <laughs> you never know. It's Dateline. He, had, he he has to get people to to come to listen to the show, and you're more likely to listen to the show if she gets murdered. Sorry to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, roster moves. Which character would you swap out with Airbud? Not sure. Airbud deserves this movie. I'm, I'm not sure he, I'm sure. he might be too good for this. He, I mean, Mossimo is Airbud.
3: Yeah, or um, the grandmother from um, Happy Gilmore.
2: Oh yes. Oh man, bless her. Bless her. But if Massimo's Airbud, it means Airbud does the little dollhouse proposal and it's like oh, him just like so turning the It really that's an incredible proposal. Incredible. It's a
3: really good proposal. It would be very cute if they knew each other at all. It would be. And that we felt anything about them. If
2: they had gone on maybe one date.
3: Maybe a single date.
2: Just yeah. All we need is one.
3: You know what we really love on this show is a real sad looking uh civil wedding. i'm not saying all civil weddings are like i'm I'm not that's not a knock on that at all um but the 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 rom-com month thing of like it was in um while you were sleeping where like the begrudging bride shows up to the government building to get married to someone that she doesn't really like
2: the the (laughs) one in while while you were sleeping is a lot more fun though Especially yeah, because more. when we were watching it, we were all watching it. you texted me and Jacqueline, Pullman <laughs> looking furious in his tweed. Ah!
3: I forgot about that. <laughs> How are we doing you holding up?
2: <laughs> not that one That one. Man,
3: we should have just watched while you' were sleeping again.
2: <laughs> that, so that would actually be a fun live watch.
3: Ugh, I'm in always I love that movie so much we do
2: too we it just turned into a Thanksgiving movie for us we have we, yes. we watched it this year so yeah we, let's... I had mashed
3: potatoes also <laughs> I had because I went out of town I went to DC to see some friends last weekend I didn't it was such on like last minute I didn't have a chance to like cancel my or change my meals that get sent and so I had a bunch a couple left over today and so I was trying to get through a couple of ones I knew I wanted to eat so I had literally for lunch, I had garlic mashed potatoes, filet mignon, and broccoli oh at like 11.45. I'm just sitting here like, it was so good.
2: <laughs> Eating like a royal at 11.45. Because
3: <laughs> I had dinner plans and I was like, damn it, I really wanted to eat this for dinner. And I was like, but I'm not getting, I'm not wasting the filet mignon. So, and it was, oh, it was so good.
2: Man. How did we get yeah, here? I
3: have no idea. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, mashed potatoes are so creamy. So we
2: should we should do that on a live watch. That'd be a good live watch. It would be. <laughs> uh I'm the big chill. This is not a big chill movie. This is not this does not exist.
3: No, it's like a begrudging. The big begrudging. The big...
2: <laughs> so uh before more restore, prequel, sequel, or remake, I think a sequel. You could have a dark thriller sequel because when Fran gets back from that honeymoon and she finds out that he's with the wedding planner now, she's going to fucking kill somebody.
3: She never knew. You're right. She never knew.
2: And it's 2001. So no one's getting a hold of her and letting her know. Like she's off figuring out the life she wants to live. and, And like think. So he puts her in that cab and she's like okay yeah we're both we've just gone our separate ways we've kind of you know we we're split through it. Like, i don't no want to get we're
3: both... there's no other people in the picture no other it's just people. us growing apart yeah. yeah she
2: goes to the honeymoon she comes back and the first thing she hears is like oh yeah he's he's with your wedding planner now and she becomes she, to to the she, she becomes the joker she stalks them <laughs> she like starts murdering people around them like mary's mary's dad she goes to the scrabble game and Shoots him like she's he's spelling Mo, out like he's Mo Green in The Godfather.
3: She's spelling out like threatening warnings in the Scrabble matches. Mm-hmm.
2: She's, you but know what she's on. doing? She's sabotaging other people's weddings. She's sabotaging the weddings that uh the, that her company. Yeah, on. yeah. She's replacing her that like hat. crazy. She's replacing something in her little gadget kit with the crazy glue. And oh man, that's a movie I'd I watch. The Fran, uh, the Wedding Planner Two, Fran's Revenge.
3: <laughs>
2: then I really. Her name do is it. Fran, right? I'm I'm getting this correct. Yeah, yeah. Franny, Franny, Franny's He's revenge. Like, don't call me Franny. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, I. I mean, you could remake this movie. I don't think this is one that would be like remake because I know like. Now on Netflix, like they remade like father, the bride and things like that. I don't think this is getting touched again.
3: If they remake it, they should call us and take our notes into account.
2: They should. They, I mean, they should listen. We,
3: Then they can put Glenn Powell in it.
2: That play the music. I mean, he would, he would have made this better. I would say, yeah. um, yeah, I think that's I think that's what romcom month should lead to is you and I getting jobs. Like we don't have to write the movies, but we're just consultants under rom com. Like they just they just send us the script and we fly they fly us out to their offices. We read the script while we're eating like filet mignon or something nice and we're just reading it and Love we're, we're just it? like looking at each other going, mm. 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 And then we get to see
3: like a like some sort of reading from the leads to make sure that the chemistry yes. is what we're vibing. With. Like give us a, lead, or like, give us like five, five women, five men. And we get to like pair
2: them up. Can you read Call that us. more? Like if you were Glenn Powell.
3: <laughs> good. That was good. Could you try being Glenn Powell instead? Have you thought about instead being Glenn Powell? Um, Hitman.
2: Coming, coming, soon. coming soon. I wish, I, I we do, we don't do video on the show, but she said "Hitman coming soon," and she used her dog's leg, laying next to her, to point to point to me like "Hitman coming soon." Hitman
3: coming out soon.
2: And uh, I think on that note, we we wrap this uh, this uh, episode of Romcom Month. I will tell the folks, Carolyn, we have two bangers coming up. Uh, yeah we do to, to wrap are rom-com there any more week.
3: that you haven't seen or do
2: you see both no of those? I've, I've seen both uh i haven't seen the one because we have exchanged text with a friend about potentially stretching rom-com month into march for a movie mm-hmm. that i don't think either of us have seen I, have you seen that that movie mm-hmm. i have not so uh so that could be fun but we've got two two absolute heaters coming up to end the month uh caroline where can the folks follow you
3: you can find me over at CW Darney on Instagram and Twitter. And actually, I think that might also be my TikTok.
2: Oh, how you about make... that?
3: You can come watch me post nothing over there. How so. about that?
2: How about... <laughs> That's like the big screen sports TikTok, which uh, has gone very <laughs> inactive because I am... A lazy bum. Uh, if you enjoy this episode, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Uh, if you want to support the show and pick movies for us to cover, patrons have picked the, uh, the last episode of Romcom Month. And if you want access to our lately monthly live watches. Uh you can yeah. join the uh, the Patreon, the Big Screen Sports Patreon at patreon.com slash big screen sports. If you're a baseball fan, check out my interview series from Phenom to the farm had a great episode last week with former Blue Jays second rounder Clinton Holland. Uh, very, very interesting episode. Go check that one out. And we will be back next Monday for the third edition of romcom month. Thanks for listening.
1: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about.